Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell the crooked referees on Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a hoot at. Every day I'm living, I'm a hoot at. News all winning, I'm a hoot at. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a hoot at. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Shout out to the Who That Nation, man. Appreciate y'all being in the stream. And like I've been saying for some time now, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. What's popping? Shout out to the fam. Appreciate it. All right. Shout out to you and the rest of the family members in the building. Appreciate y'all being in the stream. Please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. By all means, feel free to share the show on your social media feed. We're up in this one. Uh, on a Saturday afternoon, I hope you guys are having a fantastic time. Much love to the fam. Appreciate each and every last one of y'all. Hope y'all having a good Saturday, man. It's a very beautiful day outside. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Just want to talk Saints at you for a few uh, minutes before. You know, I get on and finish enjoying my day. 
But uh, shout out to the fam, man. Uh, in this one, it's called Saints Need to Get on Track versus the Colts in the game. And we're going to see how that happens uh, coming up tomorrow. So shout out to everybody. OG, how you doing, sir? K, Young City Ninth Ward, Trav 504. Much love to all y'all. Appreciate y'all being here. Snake Bite as well. Big ups to you, K. Much love to all the fam up in this elite. Stacy, how you doing? Appreciate you. All right, Bobby, how you doing, fam? Appreciate you. Brother Clint, much love. All the fam, appreciate y'all for being in this one. Let's jump right into it, man. I got a few things I'm going to go over with you guys as well. But I want to just make you aware of that we have some new merch that's uh, that's coming out. We also have some new merch that's, that'll be dropping next, um, uh, around another couple of weeks or uh, probably seven days from now. We got some new merch that'll come out. I think a lot of people will be kind of excited about that. It's the new um no excuses gear the collection it's a limited collection that's out it's for ladies and the fellas man it's, it comes in big sizes for the guys that like it big and and nice petite sizes for the ladies however you like it we've got it for you and it's a limited edition uh gear the shirt this is a collection it won't be out for very long but you can also get it uh, right now, uh, you can get 10% off with the product code that's attached to it. So you can just basically go there. The links is in the bottom of the chat. And remember, the merch helps out our stream. No excuses, man. That is the mantra, man. So shout out to you guys. Appreciate you being in the stream. Let's jump right into it, man. This is the Saints final uh, injury report po- uh, prior to the week eight matchup against the Colts. And uh, you see, as we got a few people that's banged up on this list, man, as you take a look, James Hurst is listed as out. You got Jawan Johnson. Finally, we'll get him back after a month worth of games. JT Gray still banged up. He's questionable. Landon Young fully practiced. Ryan Ramchek fully practiced. Demario Davis, Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, Taysom Hill, Alante Taylor, um, Max Garcia, Jimmy Graham. And Andrews Pete all listed as questionable for this game. So week eight, you know, you're getting close to the center of the season. A lot of people banged up. The Colts are not as long. They're listed not alone, but they do have a couple of guys out. Juju Brents, the cornerback, Kalen Granson, the tight end is also out of the matchup. And then questionable, Eric Johnson, the second, Zach Moss, the fantastic running back. He's questionable. We think he plays along with Jonathan Taylor. Tony Brown is questionable. Ryan Kelly. And DeFrost Buckner, just dealing with rest, so we'll see those guys as well. So just to let you know, family, we did do a preview of this game. If you want to check out the preview, uh, it's on the channel, man. We had a fantastic guest. Lawrence Owen came in from the Believe in Cults and uh, Cults of Law podcasts and dropped some good game. Real cool dude, man. Appreciate him stopping by and dropping some real good game about the Cults. If you don't know nothing about the Cults, you check out the Cults, Saints Cults preview that we did earlier in the week on this channel, man, and it'll get you together and ready for this Saints matchup against the Colts. So anyway, that's a part of it. Now let's move on, family. We'll get to the next article right here. And this one's shout out to John Sigler at the Saints. Why he did a really good article as we are approaching the NFL trade deadline. It's a lot of rumors circulating. I heard what Keyshawn Johnson said about Michael Thomas and that the, I think he mentioned the Cowboys need to go after him and all this kind of old stuff. And we we won't make that move. So he need to rest and chill on that. Very interesting that he would kind of throw Mike out there. But he knows one year left on Mike Thomas's contract. And when we're dealing with uh, situations with our wide receivers, we want to try to keep these guys together best we can. But anyway, this article he did a little while ago is called Four Players the Saints Could 
could move by the NFL trade deadline. So they could possibly move these guys. And this is what he made mention of. So since, uh, you know, October the 31st, that's when it's coming down. The only players that could trade and say more than tw- $2 million right now would be Cam, who just signed an extension this summer. James Hurst, who's a starter at left tackle, whose ankle injury prohibits any trade anyway. So trading players immediately, salary cap relief is off the table. Not to say the Saints couldn't have any motivations in being sellers at the deadline. They could they could trade veteran players in hopes of opening the snaps for inexperienced teammates or thinning out their pending free agents for 2024. So here's the four guys that they make mention of that could possibly be trade candidates. I would, you know, it's just something food for thought. Uh, Marcus May is on the top of his list. He says the Saints should trade him. Why the Saints should trade him? Safety Jordan Howden filled in very well for May. He did during the suspension. He earned more reps than he can get as as, as opposed to being a DB. Don back getting more looks for Howden would be good for long-term development as a starter to take over. Other defenders aged out in the secondary may also has a salary cap hit north of almost 10 million next season. And a team will need to make a decision on his contract one way or the other trade him now saves money and brings some value back as opposed to releasing him and getting nothing in the spring. So yeah, Marcus may since he's been here, has been kind of a mixed bag for us. Now he had a few positive plays this year. Remember he missed six, six games last year. Uh, he was suspended for several games this year. So, I mean, it's kind of a mixed bag. He's decent, not nothing outstanding. Like if he left a couple of years from now, like, man, remember how Marcus May used to tap every – nah, we ain't getting none of that. But he is right about Jordan Howden. Jordan Howden is the future of the safety position. You know that you got guys like uh, Tyron Matthew on the back end of their career. You got guys like uh, – Jordan Howden, who's in, I'm pretty sure the Saints will ultimately draft another safety when it comes down to it, that ultimately come in uh, maybe next season, perhaps, and kind of add more youth to that experience. And a lot of our veteran guys that we have that's currently on the contract, like Alani Johnson Jr., or a guy like um, uh, 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 Jonathan Abrams, these guys on a one year prove it deal. So you know, so he's definitely got something interesting like that. Now, whether they what will they trade him? I, I probably probably not. So the Saints should not trade him. He gives why and why they shouldn't, why they shouldn't. No team has enough defensive backs, and fewer teams have experienced pros like they can rely on with May. Plus, it's unlikely they would get any value, valuable trade assets back. The Titans just traded Kevin Bayard to the Eagles for Terrell Edmonds, or Terrell Edmonds, and the two late first round picks, or two late round picks, rather, and Bayard is a significantly better player. Saints could probably get a six-round pick for me at best if they're comfortable managing this contract in another way. Next season, they should just Hold on to him. All right. The next player, Malcolm Roach. Why the Saints should trade him. Roach may be the team's most dependable, notable pending free agent. Well, he may be dependable, but I would say he's been one of their best key reserves. Like me, and I, you know, like veterans are, he's done a really good job. I like how Brian Bercy has done coming up off the bench, but I really love how Malcolm Roach, we talk about Carl Granderson. But Malcolm Roach has been here for a couple, you know, for a couple of years now, more than now. What is it? Three years now? I think Grant, uh, Roach been here. Y'all remind me in a check. I know it's like three years, maybe three or four years that Roach has been here. And he's really been really awesome in, in, in the reserve capacity for the Saints. I wouldn't I would definitely not like to lose him or allow him to go anywhere. So. Uh, it's tough to imagine big paydays are in store for guys like Andrews, Pete, and Zach Bond. He's developed really well in the rotation as a D tackle and currently leads the position in tackles with two yards 
uh, on the line of scrimmage, 14. And he says uh, the position in two yards of the off- uh, line of scrimmage, 14, his impact against the running pass would help many units around the league. Maybe another team would be willing to spend mid-round picks so they can get out in front of the fridge of frenzy. Now, Roach is out playing his former teammate, Shy Tuttle, who signed a three-year deal worth almost $20 million with the Panthers back in March. So why the Saints should not trade him? This, this would be hustling backwards. The Saints have spent a, a lot of time coaching Roach up. And, and right now he's a productive player. This position they're kind of thin at. And he and Brian Brucey are making uh, splash plays. Then veteran teammates, uh, you know, right now. And Roach would, wouldn't shake up the group. in a, it, It'll shake up not, not in a positive way. But Brucey, uh, Brian Brucey has been limited in passing downs in recent weeks due to his struggles anchoring a run defense. And it's clear the Saints have a vision for how this group should work together. It's tough to believe another team can make another shakeup worthwhile. I would definitely uh, hold on to um, Malcolm Roach. I would definitely hold on to him. I would not trade Malcolm Roach right now. Or may he's right. You wouldn't get much value in none of these guys. Zach Bond, on the other hand, uh, has been uh, hadn't been a good scheme fit for the Saints. And uh, as Excel pass rushing college, but their plan from his first day in the building was to drop him back in the coverage and guard tight ends or running back sliding out of the backfield. That hasn't worked well enough to continue, especially if another team comes calling with a better vision for his talents. Bond was will be a free agent in a few months away, so it'll be better for the Saints to trade him now and get something rather than nothing. Now, I agree with him on this one. Zach Bond is not really – he did some positive things this year, but I'm not really – Caring about Zach Bourne like that. You know, we had other players here, and Zach Bourne kind of did his thing toward the back end. And if the Saints, they're stubborn enough to make it because a lot of the, the moves that the Saints make with re-signing some of these guys don't make no sense. If Dennis Allen's still sitting on top of the team, I can see him extending Zach Bourne on another contract and keeping a more talented player like, you know, your boy, what's his name, uh, Jalen Smith, uh, keeping him on the on the practice squad like he need practice when he outperformed Zach Bond in the preseason. See, that type of stuff, that don't make any sense. And only that makes sense in his raccoon face or possum eyes. That don't make sense to us that uh, that Smith is sitting on the practice squad. Bond is in the actual playing time, and it's because of they're looking at that like, you know, Zach Bond. I don't know what Dennis Allen thinking with that, man. It's just another one of these crazy thought processes that he only he can have. But yeah, I was saying trade Zach Bond already. All right. And I like Zach Bond. I just don't think that this he fits with what they're doing. He has some positive plays this year, but we can find more dependable, um, uh, more players, or better players with higher upsides that can come in and contribute to the Saints defense besides Zach Bond. You know, it's just it gets to the point like it had, had the thing happen with Traquan Smith. When Traquan Smith didn't do anything, now perform any of these other guys. And other guys were outperforming him, but yet they put the other guys on the practice squad and kept, a, you know, kept this guy on the team. And then when it finally got to the point where they had to do something with him, they were forced to, to release him as opposed to give these other guys an opportunity to shine. And that's just that's that's a that's a sign of no vision, absolutely no vision. And knowing when to get rid of guys versus when to hold on to guys, knowing when you got to cut bait and run. They did. They don't have that vision. Well, Dennis Allen, on I know that for certain. Saints should not trade him. Is it worth trading your top special teams player and third linebacker for a six or seven round pick? Probably not, especially when the salary cap impact is negligible. Uh, Bond is playing well enough in his role, though it's really, really difficult to hold or not hold his fumble on interception return against him. 
to where he should play out his contract with the Saints. The Saints are likely leaving some meat on the bone by let, not letting him rush the pass more often, but Allen isn't going to suddenly shift gears with Barnes' fourth season in defense. Let him test free agency and see if you can get a decent compensatory draft pick for him. I say the time is up. I mean, it just happens. You either step, it happens all the time. Like with the Pelicans, the Pelicans had several first-round draft picks. Three picks in one year, they had Jackson Hayes. They had, who they had? Uh, Zion, Jackson, Hayes and Nikhil Alexander Walker in a W in the same year. Two of the three are gone. Jackson Hayes is in uh in with the Lakers and NAW was with I don't know where he is. He was moved, he moved around to several different teams since he's been here. I think he's with the Jazz, if I'm not mistaken. But but this is the thing. You either hit on these guys or you're not. We've been fair with Zach Bond, the third round draft pick. He didn't fit with what the Saints was going to do. And then even though he has a good little speed component to him rushing the passer, they don't let him do it because he could be a hazard there in terms of them uh, rushing uh, or putting him on the edge to rush the passer because if they elected, they see him st- <laughs> they see him standing up over there and then they'll adjust. The, he'll audible out of the pass to the run to his side because he can't, he can't set the edge, you know. <laughs> if they run at him, he's going to get pummeled out there. That's why the Saints don't use him in that capacity. So, I mean, in the end, Zach Bond, I think the writing's on the wall to Zach Bond. You might have something on that one. Jameis Winston, why the Saints should trade him. Injuries are hitting the quarterback room around the league hard. The Browns, the Giants, the Raiders, the Bears, the Colts all either have backups. In week seven, I had to play them due to sudden injury, and Winston would be an upgrade at least. And you won't get much, in, and I'm not going to go into the rest of it because uh, Jameis Winston, even though it's a lot of stuff circulating around Jameis Winston being traded and all that, it started up when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. And since then, it's just been kind of going on and it'll probably beef up a little bit right before the NFL tread deadline. But to be really honest with you, man, uh, there's no way you get rid of Jameis. You got your starting quarterback right now is hurt and should be, shouldn't be playing. To be honest with you, Derek Carr is banged up right now and should not be playing. He should not be playing. The dude got him. His shoulder is obviously affecting his accuracy. And then he has some type of weird ribs issue where the guy patted him on the ribs and he was in intense pain where he has severe bruised ribs or not. They've been knowing he was hurt. And really, they were forced to give you that information when when you seen him out there. You seen that he was when you seen the guy just tapped him on his ribs and he built They were like, hold on, what? They were forced to tell you that if that play never would have happened, you would have never they would have never reported to you that he had some type of issue with his chest or whatever they call it on the injury report. They would have not divulged that information. And I knew it was something that was going on with the whole play, man. And and hold on here. Let me look at something right quick. Hold on here. Give me just a second. Let me just, because something told me check out something right quick. <laughs> hold on, fam. Give me just a second. I got to check something out right quick just to make certain. Hold on. Just need to check something out right quick because yeah, this is this is the type of stuff that we realize that when you're dealing with the Saints, man, they play these type of little goofy games where they don't report all of the injuries of the players. And then when the guy got his ribs touched, he bent over. Then they was forced to put him on there. But but as we just showed you the injury report, where's where's Dennis? Where's 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 Carr at on here? We know he's still hurt. Well, CQ, we couldn't put him on there because see, we ain't, we ran out of boxes. 
So we had them. We we decided not to put them on there. Where's Derek Carr on this list? You see Hurst, Jawan Johnson, JT Gray, Landon Young, Ryan Ramchek, Demario Davis, Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, Taysom Hills on the list. Alante Taylor, Max Garcia, Jimmy Graham, Andrus Pete. Where's Derek Carr at? And you know he's hurt. Where's Carr at on the injury list? See what I'm saying? Goofy games. We know Carr is still hurt right now. He's hurt. They took him up off that. You think he got healed from that slamming down on the ground that he did? And remember, they had to take him to the hospital and, and x-ray his chest to make sure he didn't have any vital organs or whatever bruising or bleeding or whatever the case they were looking for when they took him to the hospital after that happened. But miraculously, he's off the injury list, family. His arm and his shoulder is no longer an issue. And the bruising we seen when the guy slapped him on his ribs uh, several games ago and in the recent game where he threw across his body and bent over in intense pain, that has miraculously went away. It's, he's fully healed. There's a new report that's coming out here now that the X-Men sent Wolverine down to the Saints facility. And guess what? He took some of his blood, his mutant healing factor, as it's called, and injected it along with cortisone, the industrial strength, into Carr's ACL, his shoulder, and in his rib area, and he has been totally healed. Now, of course, this won't help anybody else. It'll just help Derek Carr. Okay, that's, that's breaking news. That's fresh in there, just to let you know. Of course, that's not <laughs> – of course, that's a little – comedy there but the reality is you might as well treat it like that this dude ain't nowhere on this list and you know he hurt so anyway man let's keep it bucking and moving man i hope to bring I, i'm not trying to bring you saturdays down but, but let's play some dennis allen this is the <laughs> uh let's play some uh mr possible i mean dennis allen let's hear what he had to say about today uh, about what uh hitting this matchup into the coast don't worry we won't play it uh too much from dennis allen but I, listen, I'm just asking the Let me po pose this question to the mighty who that nation, the great Saint Think Tank. Why isn't Derek Carr on that injury list? And we know he's banged up. Is it a <laughs> PR man say, Q, we only have so many boxes. <laughs> you can put some on that boy. That's a computer screen, man. It'll scroll as far as you need it to. <laughs> yeah, he's not on that injury list. I wonder why the hell he's not. You know, because we know he's hurt. But anyway, man, here go Dennis Allen. Y'all put one in the chat if y'all can hear him uh, making noise. Should be a nice outfit. I like that. Look, I, you're, the, you're the first person said it. Yeah. Everybody else thinks nice. it's a bad outfit. So I appreciate it. Thank you. I noticed it. I just didn't say it. This be the stiffest test for your run defense so far this season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they run the ball exceptionally well. Um, you know, look, the last couple of weeks against a couple of pretty good run defenses, they've been able to uh, run the ball effectively. Uh, I think they stick with it, like I talked about earlier in the week. You know, I mean, I, I think they're really good up front. I think they block it well. I think the runners are, you know patient and yet explosive. I think they're violent runners. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's going to be 
it's going to be the stiffest test we faced. Is Clint Nelson back to playing as, as good as he ever has? Well, look, I mean, I don't have a lot of experience with the player, um, and yet when I see him on tape, I'm I'm impressed with what I see. So I don't know where he was at before, but he looks pretty good to me. Of course, you played against Carter Mitchell before, but how is this offense different challenge compared to what you faced against Yeah, I mean, um, I think it's a similar scheme. Um, you know, there's some different ball players, but I think it's pretty much a similar scheme. So I think it's it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough challenge for us. So I think they're they're operating at a high level uh, you know offensively. They're one of the better offenses in our league. I think they're top ten offense. Um, you know they're doing a good job of scoring points. They run the ball effectively, they pass it efficiently, so uh, yeah it'll be tough. Is there anything from the matchup last year with Gardner? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think a ton. Um, you know, each and every game is a is a is you know one in in and of itself. So I don't really take too much of it. I mean, obviously we, we go back and we look at that game, and, but I think that's more about you know how they tried to attack us more than you know particularly against Gardner Minshew. Dennis, how do you feel like the team has kind of responded throughout the week? Yeah, look, I mean, I, I think I think we've had a good week of practice, um, and I don't think that's been a challenge. You know, uh, we just got to go out and perform on Sunday. Dennis, I've heard a couple of people say they think they're close offensively. They see the plays there to be made. They just got to make them. Do you kind of have a similar sense of where the players think they are? Yeah, I think there's some of that, and and uh, I think it's time to do it. Dennis, how do you feel about your pass rush right now? I know there's been some guys getting rid of the ball quickly, but do you feel like it could be better? You know, um, could it be better? Yeah, I think there's some things that we could do be- do better. Um, and yet, pass rush and pass coverage, you know, have to work together. So, um, the ultimate deal is, you know, be able to to, you know, limit the effectiveness of the passing game, right? So you can do it in different ways: coverage, rush whatever the case may be. So I'm not, I don't, I don't have any concerns about our pass rush. I think we, we, you know, we certainly want to be better there. Um, but yet I think we've, we've played, you know, pretty good pass defense. So there's some times where, where guys are trying to get the ball out quick. Um, and when they do, um, you know, we have to have tight coverage. Uh, probably more of a factor of when, when the quarterback holds the ball, you know, that's when we've got to be able to get there and affect the quarterback that way. And what is your uh, view on the way Paulson and Bebo's playing? It seems like receivers aren't having a lot of success, but that penalty keeps coming. Yeah, and, and look, I mean... Um no matter the occasion, whether it's a date or a family holiday outing, daytime ice skating at Cameron Run Regional Park is sure to delight. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria, skate on the outdoor rink and stay warm with hot chocolate or make s'mores over a fire pit. This unique winter experience is only available for a limited time. Open daily December 18th through 30th and weekends in January and February. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. 
Henson razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. That's something that we, we continue to work on uh, you know, each and every week. But I do feel like he's playing at a high level. Um, there's some things fundamentally that I think we can we can improve on and get better at. But overall, I think he's I think he's playing well. Scoring coming down around the league, the league wide. I mean, is there anything you see maybe trend wise? No, I don't really have an answer for that. I mean, um, you know, it's interesting to see because you know. I think it was last week. I think there was you know, less than half the teams in our league scored more than 20 points last last week. So um, that's a little that's a little unique. I think that's a little different, and I don't really know what the cause would be for that. Is the team playing defensively? I'm not talking about just this year, but in general, like the last year or so, last two three years, are you seeing more QB kind of force? Is that a trend at all or not? Is that... Yeah, I I, I don't. I don't think that's like this league-wide trend. I mean, right. I think there's certain teams that, you know, have bought into that philosophy a little bit more, and and there's certain teams that, that you know, are still a lot more down safety. I think that's just kind of, you know, whatever the, you know, flavor for the coordinator is and what 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 they like to do. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't I don't see that as this big big trend. Yeah, did you put even more emphasis on turnovers this week when you're playing a team like that? that- I think we put, you know, an emphasis on, you know, the turnover takeaway margin every single week. So I don't think it's any different this week. Um, I do think that's a bigger factor on the road than than at home. Um, I think I think the turnover takeaway ratio is a, a huge factor when you're playing on the road. We didn't see Marcus May out of practice. Uh, he's got an illness. So something something we've had a, we've had a few guys have a little bit of an illness. So. But, uh, you know, we'll see. I, I imagine he'll be feeling better tomorrow. Mondo, you've been asking about your question. What about the Well, I think it starts up front, you know, much like we talked about with their offense. But I think it starts up front. They do a really good job of getting after the passer. Um, they're active, you know, in terms of how they play defense. They've done a pretty good job of, you know, taking the ball away. Got some 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 tough uh, – you know, pressure packages that they that they run, particularly when you get to third down. So, um, I think it's a I think it's a tough, aggressive. You know, Gus has always done a really good job with the defense. So, uh, you know, I think again, like I said, it, it's going to start up front. Um, we got to do a good job of blocking. I'm not going. I'm going to be honest with you on this one, family. The I was doing some research, some video work, looking at the Colts' defense and their offensive lines. They're very solid. I mean, you got DeForest Buckner, the former Niner there. Uh, he does a really good job. And the defensive line, period, they're not talking a lot about the, the Cardinals, but they're very solid. They're not spectacular, but those both lines are very solid units. And that's how it happened when Jordan, uh, what, what uh, Taylor was able to do what he did running the ball and now Moss is doing it and that's not a dink. Those guys know how to run block up there. 
they do a pretty decent job of protecting the quarterback too. And they get after you pretty good with that defense. So they're not in they're not a, the lines for, for the Colts, both offense and defensive lines are pretty solid units. Solid, not spectacular, but very solid. So the Saints will have to turn up the pressure. They're going to have to beat them from a defensive perspective, defensive line, our defense to their offensive line, and vice versa. With the Saints offensive line, we'll have to keep guys like DeForest Buckner and the rest of those guys from causing problems with Derek Carr, who's not on the injury list. He must be 100% healed, which is ridiculous. Derek Carr should be on the IR. He should really, I mean, not on the IR. He should be on the injury list. And we'll see how he is. They have an extended period of time from the last game. But still in all, I think he's still banged up to a degree where it's impacting his ability to perform on the field. His ball, his his passes are up and down. You know, he has an issues firing the ball at center mass for putting it right on the guys. Uh, he's very creaky and uncomfortable behind the offensive line. He's, he rushes through progressions. And when you do that, you don't see anything. When you just doing it just to do it, and then you check it down a million times when their wide receivers running free and you don't even see him because he's not even taking his time and smoothly, patiently going through his progressions. Guys are out there open. Not every time they got to look where you got to check it down 14, 15, 16, 17 times to AK 41. Somebody's open out there. So, I mean, like I, I'm going to maintain this, we got a lot of stuff going wrong with this offense but it starts on the field it starts with this quarterback he has to do a better job of quarterbacking this thing he really does the dude is gonna have to sit down calm down shut up take more onus for himself not going through progressions properly because the, the film is showing everything and guys are looking at it and breaking the film down because it's easy work. It ain't. It don't take a rocket scientist or an astrophysicist to look at film. I seen what he was doing in the live game. In the live game, I was like, this guy is rushing through his progressions. It's very simple. So, I mean, they're going to have to do something, you know, to make him feel comfortable. They got to leave guys in there. Whatever the case may be, he's going to have to go through his progressions, take his time, and then de- deliver the ball on time. And he can't stand back there holding the ball and taking sacks. He can't do that. He's going to have to, if he see a little greenery, he's going to have to take off and pick up about five, six, seven yards and slide, Jackie. Then jump back up and go back to the huddle. All this finger pointing and fussing, talking about running when you tell him, I told you to run. Why you ain't run? Just keep running. Well, brother, what you want me to do? Run 10, 15 miles out of bounds? Because that's where you threw the goddamn ball at. What you want me to chase it? And then Mike runs up to him, say, hey, man, what you fussing at him for? I was running. Up. I was down the field wide open. Taste him like, man, you ain't know I was shit. I was cutting to the sideline, bro. I was shit. I had one dude to beat. Why you ain't found? Well, never mind, y'all. I'm talking to him. Now, nah, enough of this. You won't. This dude will not. I'm not going to let him get away with any of the things that he's doing right now, man. I'm not going to let him get away with the shit. The bottom line is we got to keep the focus on the field. And he has to do a better job, regardless of what plays these people call. This man got to do a better get job of delivering the football. That's the bottom line. So anyway, man, let's keep it moving. Let's move on to another guy who barely has any answers, Pete Carmichael. Let's see what he had to say. You guys got something going with the end of the tempo. Um, 
what is it about that uh, that kind of I think it, uh, you know, brought a little energy to us, kind of got some things going. I think that, um, you know, and you go back to that game and you watch it and uh, we sustained some drives, but we couldn't finish them. Um, and really, obviously, our third down uh, clearly wasn't good enough. But I think that uh, it was a point of a game where it was like, hey, we gotta, we got to get going. Um, and I thought the players responded well. And I thought that. Uh, as you look at it, it's you know it's not something you can live in, but it's uh, there's times probably where we'll want to use that. that. That is something that you that you can incorporate earlier in the game, even if it's just for. Yeah, I think that I think know. yeah, I think that uh, um, again, obviously it went well for the for that game, and I think you have to look at you know who's your opponent, what are they doing, but I think that uh, again as we game plan, if there's some weeks where we feel like hey hey whatever hey let's you know let's go. What you call it up tempo or what you want to call it and then um you know just being smart with it though yeah you mentioned that there are some new things that you tried to implement over the course of this week just from a confidence standpoint for you and, and the offense how was the impact well I, I think there's just uh there was a lot of communication a lot of discussion among um individuals and just kind of trying to make sure that uh you know, we're clear with each other. Everybody's on the same page. I think that um, uh, I think it's been a great week. A lot of energy. Uh, guys are preparing. I think that just uh, more so, just a lot of discussion and saying, "Hey, you know, what are some of the things that we got to do to keep some of these things from happening?" You've alluded before to the idea, of, you know, potential simplifying things. That is that something that y'all have undergone? Yeah, I think that um, you know, I, I think that that's always part of it. You look at, hey, start out with the coaches. What are we doing? Um, are we doing too much and, uh, is that causing issues? And then like, why wasn't a play executed or why wasn't a, why was there possibly miscommunication and things like that? But I think that, uh, uh, the discussion has been real healthy this week. That also kind of a byproduct of going up tempo. You simplify things. I think Derek referred to it as training camp plays as opposed to. I think basically when you're getting into those types of situations, a lot of time it's your core, uh, things that, uh, you're picking from a menu. Maybe potentially on based on what the defense is, but there's a there's a set menu throughout training camp. When you talk about from the coach's standpoint of that you said doing too much or, or something along those lines. Is there like a simple example of that? Like what, what do you what does that mean? Well, I think that you can look at your um, let's just take the third down. Do we have too many too many plays in? And you know then guys are having to think so much like, hey, what am I doing on this play? What's my split? Uh, so simplifying whether it's number of calls. Maybe the, um, I mean, there could be a lot of things like, hey, yeah, it's, is it the splits that are varying? Is it maybe a ton of motion, shit, all that stuff? I think a lot of that stuff can be simplified. When you say number of calls, is that the number of calls going into the huddle, or is that just kind of like the overall menu? I'm talking about maybe like an overall list when you're looking at a particular section of let's just say, hey, you're looking at your drop back list or you're looking at your play action list. Well, do we need this many on the list? Let's, let's narrow it down to this many and make sure it's the ones that our guys like and love for that game. Well, that was that. That makes a lot of sense, and a lot of people been saying the same thing. Maybe the uh, offense is is complicated. I mean, only one real big difference to the Saints' offense that could be possibly struggling with this, and this is the quarterback. Nobody else had a problem with the Saints' offense. They all had success with it last year. The wide receivers and skill set players. The only person that you need simplification for is Derek Carr. He's having a problem. See, and that's the thing. 
if you look at the Saints offense, the biggest component that is from change from last year is the quarterback. He's struggling with the Saints version of the West Coast offense. So Pete's basically saying we got to simplify it for him at, in week eight. Got to break it down. Whatever it takes to get these guys on the same line, man. If you got to, you know, ball it down, run it down, however you want to do it, water it down so Derek Carr can get it, you know, fine. That's the whole thing. And and listen, I don't – I've said it before. I don't think he knows the offense well enough to be dependent upon. And this is true. He knows versions of it. That's why he was actually – he was really, if you think about it, he was struggling. He was saying, yeah, I got this, that, and the third. I think I'm figuring it out, yada, yada, yada. And is it more so nerves, the fact that he's rushing because he's feeling the pressure? That's what it is. He's feeling the pressure of signing 100, and we warned him. When you sign $150 million over four years with the New Orleans Saints, you don't think for a second we might be what they consider a small market team. But we know we are not in any sense of imagination a small-minded team in terms of the media. We, the pressure you feel here is almost like a big city pressure. You get what I'm getting at? It's like if you might as well sign the, the deal with the Jets or the Giants or the Rams or one of these big supermarkets teams, you know, this, the pressure is still the same here. We we will get we will get to you $150 million. So I think a lot of stuff that's dealing with cars issues is is from an I think it's injury related. Like his arm, I don't think it's as healed as they saying it is. I think it's I'm gonna say it again. I think it's his rib area or what they whatever they put on it to what it's a chest issue or whatever the case may be. He's not even on the IR. I mean injury list suits uh, pardon me. Not on the injury list at all if the final week eight injury list at all but we know he's still hurt so i mean we'll see what they do because they'll they they will see how they get it all figured out but the big key to this is he has to orchestrate the offense better than what he's doing he has to do better you can't get mad at guys for whatever they're doing and you they're running open down the field and you checking it down every other play you got to get up off your you know what and you have to look down the field and do the thing that you need to do and like We've said over and over again, I'm like, you can't rely on this guy to beat anybody or to win for you because he don't know the system. And think about it, too. Gruden came here twice. And I'm telling you, it's by the request of Derek Carr. Dennis Allen ain't going to call him and say, yo, Chuck, come over here and help me out. And that was a Derek Carr move. He asked him to come over here. The Saints said, fine. Wake up at Holiday Inn Express to a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. Count on all the hot, fresh coffee you need and an incredible breakfast buffet that has something for everyone, like eggs, cinnamon rolls, and even hot, fresh pancakes with all the toppings you crave. Next time, do yourself a favor and stay at a Holiday Inn Express with a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. So, when you wake up at Holiday Inn Express, you'll wake up happy, a part of IHG Hotels and Resorts. Sometimes during Christmas, something magical happens. Hey, Cricket customers. The Max with Ads plan is included with the Cricket $60 Unlimited plan at no additional cost. And this holiday season, Max is the one to watch when you're feeling festive. Son of a nutcracker. Cozy up to all the holiday classics like Elf, 8-Bit Christmas, and the Harry Potter 8 Film Collection. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. Phone plan streams and standard definition programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See CricketWireless.com for details. Uh, twice. So both times he came, he's still struggling. So, I mean, he kind of, and 
And hopefully he can finally get through this stuff. Just make the passes, man. Shut up and make the passes, bro. You cannot get away from this pressure. Do if somebody asks me, do do they think the Saints are gonna win? I do I do think the Saints could win this game. They should win this game, to be honest with you. No disrespect to Indianapolis Colts people. I don't think their team is they're a young team, and nobody expected the Colts to be a team that would be competing for playoffs right now. You got a rookie quarterback who's currently hurt. You're operating with a backup. So you got all these different people. So you're going to have to operate and move a certain kind of way. And we knew that they would not be a team competing for a playoff right now. They're just trying to build on going up on a positive level, which means you should beat them. You should beat a team like the Colts. You should beat a team like the Texans. You should beat a team like the Packers, but you didn't. You know, so it's it's, it's ridiculous. But they need to win this game. They need to win the next three games before the bye week. That's what I'm talking about. They definitely need to win this game because you think them losing the last two, they're currently on the two-game losing streak, and they're losing the teams they're supposed to beat. And they're beating themselves. They're beating themselves. And that's what you see on the field. And it's ugly football. It's garbage football. It's dumb football. So hopefully we can turn this stuff around because we got all the people we need here. We just need them to do their job. Rely on the player. Rely on the stars. Carl Michael ain't saying nothing bad on this one. He's telling the truth. The game plan's like, we ain't going to make no changes. But, boy, I tell you, if this don't work here, they, it's going to be some stink in the city of New Orleans, let me tell you. Hey, what, what, do you what do you want to get Derek Carr into that, that takes, takes advantage of the best that he's done and the best of his skills? Like, where's, what do you need to find with him? I think that, uh, well, obviously the Temple stuff was some things that he did well, but I think that um, those opportunities for him at the line of scrimmage to, to maybe see the coverage, recognize the coverage, and be able to, uh, you know, get us in a, a play that's uh, that we feel good about based on maybe the defense you're seeing. And when we've seen communication issues, or not, I don't know if communication is even the right word, but yeah. the quarterback and the receiver being on different pages, is a lot of that from? Calls being made at the line well, I think there could be a variety of things. And again, I think it, um, you know, again, it starts with us as coaches, making sure that those things aren't happening. If there's going to be some things that come up in the game, uh, making sure that's all uh, going into the game. Those are things that we practiced and repped and uh, maybe not just all of a sudden appearing on game day. So the two aren't sort of mutually exclusive. I mean, he can have, get us into this or this at the line of scrimmage and it's not necessarily the same as, it's like changing what they're all being asked to do on the play. Yeah, correct. So I think that, uh, you know, some part of the discussions this weekend, again, is, is, you know, starting with what are we doing and then making sure that we, um, we're we all on the same page, communication and some of it's, you know, execution assignment as well. So I think that all goes into it. And this is probably oversimplifying, but Taysom caught a lot of balls in the middle of the field. But just in general, uh, you know, Michael Thomas slams, Jimmy Graham, period. Like, is it? sort of defenses that are taking away the middle of the field or is that is that something that you guys wish well I think on? I think when we go into the game obviously we look at those opportunities and those things and obviously um when you talk about someone like Jimmy obviously uh he's been a part of the game plans and then just not maybe some of those plays aren't getting called and that's uh you know that that can come back to me and making sure that those opportunities are given to him um so I think that and there's a lot of guys that we want to get the ball to uh we like it in their hands but again, I think uh, as you go into a game plan, if, it, if if there's something for Mike Thomas or Jimmy that you like, it's all in the game plan. It's just a matter of sometimes getting it called.
Yeah, and the number one guy to get it called, you're looking at him. The in triplet, and like I said, I have to get a, a, a award made up for Mike Triplet because Mike Triplet asks the best questions and he asks the most questions. He asks more questions, more, more questions than any other reporter, and he asks the best questions. And he does it in a way where Mike Triplet knows what time it is, and he's telling Pete Carmichael in his questions, like, you know, is the, are the defenses taking away the middle of the field? He's talking about slant plays that you rarely see. When, when the last time you see Mike slants, you know, you see maybe one or, you know, one completion a game. If you even that, probably every other game, the slant plays that they're really good at, they're not calling them, you know. In areas of the field, they could be attacking. They're not attacking. Jimmy Graham, asking about Jimmy Graham and Jimmy Graham in the capacity in the red zone. Even if you don't see Jimmy Graham anywhere else, you should see him in the red zone. When we get to the red, you should be seeing Jimmy Graham out there. None of that and most of the time. And the thing is, he talks about it's an interesting thing because we've had this discussion before where Pete Carmichael is really good at at getting the prepared plays together. That's his big skill. Like he'll prepare these plays and you'll have these scripted, they call it scripted plays, prepared plays where they're mocked prior to the game to run. But if this is not working, you're going to have to adjust from that. And that's where he struggles. That's where he struggles. See, he can get in there and do all this prepared stuff. But like Mike Tyson said, everybody got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. <laughs> Then when that happens, what do you do then? What happens then? So that's the whole that's the whole point we're talking about when we're dealing with this whole scenario about uh, Pete Carmichael, so on and so forth, about the play calling and forgetting to make calls. He gets lost in the sauce a lot, man. He really does. All right, so anyway, listen, fam, let's do it. That, that's going to probably, I'm going to bring the show to an abrupt end like that because pretty much that's what it is for right now. I'll be back tomorrow on the stream, man. And uh, feel free, family, to check out the No Excuses, the N-O Excuses. New gear that's out. It's in black and white. It's linked in the description section below. It's a limited collection, fam, so it won't be here. Uh, more than likely, we'll let it run for a little while, and then we'll take it off of there. So right now, you can get your gear right now and show them No Excuses, taking 10% off. And remember, all the merch sales help the platform moving forward. And it's just one of them things, man, where you just have to understand, man, that, man, we ain't taking no excuses this year, man. I'm tired of this, man. We ain't taking no excuses. This can apply for the Pelicans. Matter of fact, we got it coming out in Pelican red and blue, too, coming up soon. We got a different Pelican designs for no excuses. Let me tell you, it applies. Shout out to your Omar says DC will be fine. Also, did you see the simulator if you guys? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was supposed to run it last week. I got kind of caught up, but I promise you sometime i'm a probably tonight time it'll be around maybe eight o'clock maybe nine o'clock we'll run the simulation for the saints and Colts. we usually do it every tuesday but we my schedule was so busy this week i didn't get an opportunity to set the schedule i mean the simulation for the saints and Colts matchup but we'll do it tonight probably about eight o'clock central time so y'all just be looking out for that as well so thank you bro he says Colts. also the old line is is bad hopefully you guys can get a run Say against the he says, uh, let me read it again. DC will be fine. Also, did you see the simulator? If you guys would win against the Colts, also the O line is bad. Hopefully, you guys go on a run. Thank you, Omar. Appreciate you uh, for the super chat, my friend. Thank you, thank you very much. Picking me up, 
All right, shout out to the fan. Appreciate you. Marlo says, now, I question, does he have, does he even study or is he purely a family guy outside of Sunday uh, practice? The, the reality, I, I, the way I look at it, and I see a lot of stuff with like with Dennis Allen uh, or or uh, Pete Carmichael, they, they talk in simplification, like maybe the stuff is too complex. The only person you could be referencing that is is Carr, because the rest of these guys know the Saints offense pretty good. They operate pretty well in it. We're talking all about skill set guys. They know this offense. So the only person you could be dumbing it down for is Carr. But that's just a small fragment of it. Like that's a portion, a fractal of the whole situation. It's still the fact that Carr is not comfortable behind offensive line. He's not de- de- delivering the ball accurately. It's either low or high. He's not, he's he's nervous back there. He's rushing through his progressions. He's not a poised guy at all, and that's affecting him too. We we don't need a non-poised quarterback back there. That's not cool standing in there and delivering and doing what he's got to do. If he's nervous that he's going to get hit on or, or sacked where he'll get hurt, we need to take him out of the game. You know, and that's another part of this as well is that I really do still think that this guy is banged up. I really do. So, in the end, man, we'll see. Hopefully the Saints get the dub and we get this and we move on to something else, man, And because the Saints definitely need to get this win against the Colts. They have – the, the, the Colts game, the Bears game, and the Vikings games, all of these needs to be wins. Some of these, these teams are not looking as good, and the Saints ain't looking good either, but they need one guy in particular needs to get his stuff together to me, and that's Carr. He's on the field. You need to get his shit straight. All right, so anyway, with that being said, fam, we're going to push on that. I appreciate y'all chiming in on the show. I'm going to holler at y'all on the flip side on the play-by-play. Y'all join us tomorrow for the play-by-play show. And show up, we'll have a ball. Much love to the fam. Who that? No. Yeah. Huh? Boogie like prison. I'm a who that? I'm a who that? Long as I'm living, I'm a who that? Lose all winning, I'm a who that? Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. Yeah. I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like Elf. Thank God every day I'm not a fel. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in. That was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town. Duck down. Falcons pluck get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys. All right.
platform store where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check TheWhoThatDaily.com That's right, TheWhoThatDaily.com Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top-flight boxing news. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, TheWhoThatDaily.com is your site. TheWhoThatDaily.com for the... Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.